0: Morning, guys, welcome back to another episode of the One Broke Actress Podcast, an honest account of actor life, plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I'm your host, Sam Valentine, along with my producer, Helena Santos, and we are bringing you a bonus episode, which is once a month where we catch up and talk about our acting lives and our prospective markets, Los Angeles and Vancouver, what's going on since we talked the last month and we take some of your questions and just generally chat. And uh, this is our May episode. Today is May. What is today? The 6th? 7th. 7th. Because 7th. time doesn't exist. And
1: uh, hi, Helena. We haven't talked hi. at all in a month. No. I mean, we've texted a bit and I, yeah, you know, Instagram, but I really love this because it's so much fun to just dive in and find out what's happening in your world. And must I say, what? Just, you just booked something, which I saw last night. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about this congratulations thank you uh it's
0: very exciting because it's the first thing i booked in a minute Yay. uh and it, so it feels all, all of the feelings um i it's a it's a co-star on a network show um it's a show Bravo. that i auditioned for three seasons ago of it for something else um It's something I really, I can't wait for it to actually happen so I can share about it. But yeah, uh, I took a big swing uh, with a self-tape and it landed. Uh, And so, so yeah, so I got the call last night. The audition was like a week ago, uh, straight
1: from self-tape to booking. Perfect. Um, So when you say you took a big swing for Mm -hmm. people at home, what would that mean to you? I guess maybe in the context of this audition for whatever it is that you can say.
0: I think when... I can share it when it airs, it will there yeah. be very obvious. I did, I chose to do a lot of like prop work and like mm. extra stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a show that has big characters and big set pieces. Nice. Um, so I just went for it and I, didn't hold back. (laughs) And, uh, and I guess casting loved the tape. They thought it was super fun and creative. And it was one of those auditions where you, you and I have talked about having these before where you finish it and you're like, God, that was so fun. Like, and you just, you're completely, of course you want to do the job, but I felt so detached from doing it. that I was just like, this is, I, I had so much fun doing it with my friend, Molly, uh, that I was like, didn't really think about anything else like
1: well that's the best part because you're it's I mean that's why we're doing this we're doing this because we love it and it's something that we enjoy whether you book the part or not and it's just so nice you can be totally in the pocket like that and enjoying the actual experience of acting
0: yes and I felt that with so many roles lately and to have one validated feels really good it's like I said this first booking with my new reps uh it's I mean I think I don't, I don't know. I, it feels, it feels really exciting. And like, we're on the right track to something.
1: And, Mm
0: -hmm. uh, there's a, there's a lot of things at play here. One that I would love to talk about with you is I am super excited. And like my agency, like has an Instagram, they like share pictures and because of one broke actress, people saw it. And I feel like I have so many supportive people in my life who are so excited for me. And the second they're like, oh my God, congrats. It's huge. I want to go, oh, it's just a co-star. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. Let's
0: talk about making things small that we've worked our asses off for. Cause I think yeah. we all do it. And why
1: do we well, do that? Oh, Wait, I don't even know <laughs> that we've actually broken this down for people who are young or uh, younger. I shouldn't say younger strike that people who are yeah. newer mm-hmm. to the industry. I think I said younger because I know you're working with, like students right out of school right now. So that was top mm-hmm. of mind for me, but anyone newer to the industry might not understand how difficult it can actually be to book a co-star say the levels that you have to go through. So, so are you cool if we break that down for people for a hot yeah, second? I would love to, okay. please go I ahead. Yeah, I don't remember if we've done that yet. So, okay. So Sam, what happens first in the process? Who has to say yes to you first? Like, say you get an audition what mm-hmm. happens who watches it first
0: my agents and managers
1: okay and then casting's going to watch it right mm-hmm. and then if they like it and you're a top choice it goes to who producers yeah and at network and mm-hmm. studio right not just
0: like it has to go to both oh yeah no i was on hold as the favorite from the from casting and production and they had to have network and studio approval
1: right afterwards. and there might be like four people that are going out for approval and who are on a veil or on hold or whatever mm-hmm. so i mean even that in itself is a huge deal well first of all getting the audition out of thousands of people to get an audition is a huge deal then getting you know passed forward into the next round by the casting directors is a huge deal and then getting you know accepted and getting network approval or studio approval those are a huge deal And then, I mean, the role might not even stay in the script, which has happened to me a number of times where I've been cast in something and then, oh, just kidding, that role isn't there anymore. Or I was on hold for something where they're like, she's on hold, but we don't know if the role's still going to be there. So she's booked, but not booked. (laughs) You know? Right, right. You have to get past that point. And then you have to actually shoot. (laughs) And then you actually have to make the cut
0: to all of these barriers to entry. And they've all like, they've all been obstacles that over the past year, I have jumped and, and hit the wall. I was written out of stuff. I was pinned for things that were taken away last minute. I have been cut out of things. I've like, I've hit all those walls and I'm ready to jump and hit them at any point in time. Mm -hmm. I'm so ready. I love hitting those walls, but, um, but they're all such real things that I think should be like, like highlighted, but like you just said, like, that is so cool. Even starting with getting an audition.
1: Yes. Every, like the tiny little things to celebrate. Um, that was funny. I felt like I was setting you up to be like, and then what? But I was, I was like, let's do a back and forth banter. That didn't like quite work out the way I wanted it to. No, I (laughs) loved it.
0: Also, it felt like I was kind of being quizzed and I'm like, Oh, I hope I I know the answers. I
1: I was like, Oh wait, I feel bad. I'm not, I'm not actively trying to quiz you right now. No, I like like, it.
0: I like it. Keep me on my toes
1: how can you tell? We don't plan these ahead of time.
0: (laughs) Right. Totally. This is all (laughs) off the cuff. Um, like, well, Helen is a dick.
1: (laughs) No, I
0: dude, I love it. But also like, if I said something that was like, you're like, Oh, and also I'm always, you know, I'm always down to learn. I have new things to learn. Um, (laughs) but I think you're so right. And like, this hasn't filmed yet. In fact, it doesn't film for a while. Um, -hmm. and, uh, I'll like, I'll explain why to you afterwards, but, uh, God, everyone loves that on a podcast when you talk about something and you tell the other but we, person. You'll we tell have them later. to,
1: like, I just signed. Well, okay, I'll. I'll yeah, yes.
0: yeah. Our life is NDAs, uh, yeah. but it feels it. So this, but the second people are congratulating me, I'm getting like because my agency shared a picture and all that stuff, and people mm-hmm. are very active on social media. I shared it to a story. Um, people are. Coming out of the woodwork from like my acting classes and mm. people who follow one broke actress and like my family and all of these and my friends from home and all these things are to say congratulations and I'm like oh but um they don't understand that like they might actually never see this role and it might not they don't understand that like it's like really really small and
1: but like who cares yeah well hundred <laughs> percent it's, it's not about it's about celebrating the fact that you're on this journey and you, it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. It's a huge accomplishment. doesn't matter what the size of the role is. And I know it's, it's, it's funny because people who aren't necessarily in the industry, when, you know, you say you book something, you know, like whenever I book one of the sort of like CW superhero show things, people are mm-hmm. like, oh, are you a villain? You know, like they they automatically assume that it's you're going to be the like villain of the week or whatever. Yeah, like a major plot
0: point. You know? Yeah, totally. It's like,
1: well, you know, I'm nurse, you know, Susie or something. I'm in a couple scenes. Mm-hmm. Yay! Like, yay! It's like <laughs> it's something that we we have to normalize being excited for every single kind of win and opportunity because it's so important to validate the work that we're doing. Um, yeah. But I, I, mean, I totally understand what you mean, that, that feeling where it's just like, oh yeah, I mean, it, it, you feel kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, it's awesome, but, uh, but yes, like you can't, it's hard to acknowledge it for yourself. Yes,
0: yes. And taking energy from other people feels very weird to, you know, to accept the congratulations, to, to bring it in. And, but if I stop to think about it, you know, any time in the last few months, I've worked my butt off to get this kind of stuff. Yeah. So like, what, why am
1: I, why,
0: why do I want to make it small?
1: It's a a larger conversation about minimizing any sort of accomplishment. You know, there's so many things that are associated with that socially and like just in, in general, we're so used to not taking up space for things that seem, you know, not worthy in some way. Mm-hmm. And I think we all just need to say, thank you. You know, as soon as someone says, congratulations, we just need to all get in the practice of saying, thank you so much. I worked really hard to get here. Cause I think the more that we do that, the more that it empowers other people to be like, yes, I did, I did that. Thank you so much thank you. And yeah. it'll, it'll help me feel cool about whatever I've accomplished and you feel cool and all your listeners and just everybody who's on this journey. It's, it's so important that we validate even just like, I did a really amazing audition. That felt really good. Congratulations. Yes. And then we yes. can say, thank you. I think we just need to put that into our beings and our, our habits as actors.
0: I am obsessed with that. And I think if we don't start acknowledging it now, When the bigger stuff comes along, when's it going to be enough for us to validate, Mm -hmm. right? Is it going to be when I get a recurring, when I get a series regular, when I get a big movie, like when is it going to be like, what standard am I setting? And also Every time I book something and then like a few months later, if nothing else has happened, I'm like, God, I wish I would have enjoyed that feeling more because mm, my mm-hmm. brain instantly goes to, okay, what's next? What do, what do, how do I move on? Like my actor brain is like, okay, how do I um, monopolize off of this? How do I, uh, da, 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 da. it's mm-hmm. like, what if I just had a really nice weekend of being like, everything I'm doing is on the right track and feeling really proud of my accomplishments. What is yeah. the worst that could happen? If I'm really excited about booking a co-star, like what's the worst yeah. that could happen?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I should also say for the Canadians who are listening right now, we have different billing terminology up here, which mm. might confuse them. So oh, I, didn't I, I met a girl. Yeah. I met a girl on a set a while back and I was talking about co-star level roles and she assumed that that meant you were like co-starring like a movie that oh. you were top billing. I was like, oh, let me explain. So I don't know why this happened or why it's like this and why the terminology is different. And I've asked the union before and nobody seems to know. So I don't know what the history of this is. If anybody knows this, who's listening, please tell me. But in Canada, um, we have actor quote unquote role, which is basically a Mm co-star. Then we have a principal role, which is like a really big co-star or a small guest star. And then we have recurring and we have recurring guest star and we have top of show guest star which oh. I, I, don't, I don't know if they, I'm not quite sure about the top of show guest star versus another sort of guest star. Like I'm not entirely sure about that terminology, but as far as co-star and guest star in the States, it's actor and principal. And just like in the States, mm-hmm. how you could have a co-star that's like six pages because they right. don't want to pay the death star rate. You know, we that's the same thing as with an, well, kind of-ish with an actor role. Usually that'll be called a principal. Um, okay. But it kind of, it all just sort of depends. Like I literally, I did one audition where I put something on tape and then casting said, oh, there's new sides. This role is no longer a principal. It's being billed as an actor role. So it's no longer a guest star. It's being billed as a, as a, a co-star. And they literally only took out four words. That was it. And I, I was going, okay, from a producer standpoint, I kind of get it because maybe I don't have enough money for this role to be at that level or whatever. Maybe they're kind but at the same yeah. time, it's just like, really? Four words?
0: Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like, what? It, what is the difference? I think that well, that happens all the time, too. But the difference between our markets is something will come out here as like a guest star or something yeah. bigger, and it'll go to a different market, like maybe Vancouver or Atlanta, and cast someone as a lower billing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, also because it's cheaper for them to hire the local the hire mm-hmm. at a cheaper rate and all of that good stuff.
0: All money stuff, which you can appreciate because you've done the production side. So I think you have a very clear understanding of that's not about the actor. It's about not at all getting your business done.
1: Yeah. And also we should go back to your booking and say that if you hadn't have booked this, it doesn't, it doesn't say anything about you necessarily. It's not a personal thing. It's what fits best in the world of the show, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and when we were saying about how you could get cut from something you know, actors, we take so personally, it's like, oh my gosh, it's because I was horrible and they didn't want me in the show. And well, maybe no, like it could be because a storyline changed. Your character wasn't necessary in that moment. There was time the 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 show was running over there, you know, whatever, 42 minutes or whatever it is for um, say network TV. And they had to cut stuff. And Mm -hmm. the person who said she goes that way or whatever doesn't need to be there. It's extraneous. So it's, it's exactly what you're saying where we need to just really enjoy it and have fun while we're doing it and enjoy the experience. Yeah. Um, because that's what we work so hard for. Right. Right. And
0: I, I, I don't want to make it small. I want to live it no. up and I, I don't actually shoot for another three and a half weeks, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. So I get yep. to live in this time as like waiting for my booking and like, but you know, what is really cool is that I have Really been intentional this year. And I've talked with Amy McNabb because she's been kind of doing some mentor coaching with me from the Actor Mindset podcast about how I've been really intentional about building my life. So I feel like I wake up every day as the working actor I want to be. So regardless Mm -hmm. of what auditions come up or if a booking comes up, I've spent the past five or six months thinking, what would my morning look like if I was going to work later today? What kind of things would my day be filled with if I had an acting job this weekend? Like, and that's how I've started to build my life. Granted, I have a lot of privilege in this because I've been able to garner some jobs that uh, do pay a higher hourly rate. So I don't need to work as much that pivot I've made to podcast producing. I don't need to work 30 hours a week right now. Um, that being said, I feel like being so intentional with what I want and where I'm going and, and making really, really poignant decisions on how I want my life to look with or without someone else's approval for me to be an actor has set me up to feel extremely confident in my day-to-day life to handle this job. This, I think this will also involve a lot of body. Uh, mm-hmm. So like my body image, and all of these things that I've been working on nonstop to put myself out into the world as the person I want to be play into this. And I Love think it. I feel there's a validation in it all that that feels like, oh, great. Like there's everything happening here is is it's in a really good place and I booked it and I didn't panic or freak out about like my body or like my time or like, Oh, thank God this job is going to take me away from my shitty day job that I like, hate. you know, like none of those things happened and mm-hmm. it makes me even more excited for just the day-to-day life that I'm building.
1: Yes. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So happy for you. Thank you. So happy. Dude. The, the first of many great things. Um, so
0: we've talked a lot about me for a few minutes and I would like to pivot and talk about you, please. Cause I'm well, getting okay, really so shy. Stop!
1: <laughs> I, I could celebrate you all day long. Um, no, it's you. interesting that you said that you're not shooting for three or four weeks because I am in the same position. Oh, um, what's going on? This is, well, this is interesting. So I, this is a video game. Okay. I auditioned for this video game in November, <laughs> November. And we're in May now, right? November of 2020. Uh-huh. Yep. So, and like you, I took a really big swing with the character I was auditioning for. It was super specific and I had this kind of most ridiculous outfit on. I put my hair up into this sort of like French wave short fake situation. Like I just went, I was like, this is, this is hilarious and ridiculous. And um, I'm just gonna have fun. And I had a great time and it was great. I totally forgot all about it. Obviously, it was in November. It's so long ago. And then, oh, I know. A couple weeks ago, um, I get the notice that I've booked a role in this video game. Um, they don't know for sure, like it's not the same role I read for. So this is interesting, where it was really affirming that they actually did keep all the tapes that they liked of people to find out where they could put them, you know, like if there's another role that comes up. So that was nice to know that, oh, that actually works. And the work that you do can get seen for months. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so, and it's, it's also interesting because I don't know whether I'm doing um, mocap, like motion capture, Uh or if I'm doing voiceover, they haven't like fleshed out the role completely yet. All I know is that I have a couple of days And I signed an NDA and I, and I'm like, well, that's fine because I don't know anything about this. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm, I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know anything. I
0: am obsessed. This is so (laughs) great. So wait, so when you auditioned for this, was it a self tape, like a, like Mm -hmm. a typical audition?
1: Yeah, that was the interesting part. It was um, because I do a lot of uh, like voiceovers, like auditions and like a random voiceover jobs, but they specifically it it was for mocap for the thing I read for with a very specific vocal quality and they had said um please make sure to record this as if it's a theatrical audition and it's not something yeah it it wasn't something where I needed to like we're not talking mocap I'm not like Throwing spears or anything—it's like everything it, I pictured. No, right by the way, like right, fighting totally, big course. axes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no spears and no axes. But it's it's like a very specific scenes. It's like the scenes between the. St- How can you tell I'm not a gamer? I <laughs> love you know this. I know mean? your, your <laughs> arms are moving a lot. That's all I see. <laughs> no one at home can see me. I'm moving my arms, but it was it was like a scene. It was okay. just it was like two or three scenes, as if it was shot for, you know, a network TV show. So uh, that's just what I did. Um, so I don't know. Well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm shooting sometime in June. So who knows? Sick. (laughs) We both have jobs in June. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess we'll have something interesting to, well, no, it depends on when we record June's episode, but yeah, that's true. But it's, isn't that interesting? November. That's a long time. Were you totally
0: blindsided? Like, what, what? What was this audition again? Like, you must have completely. Oh, totally! I had it. no
1: idea what it was. I had to go through my because I keep all. I don't um, do an audition log per se, but I do have a folder, like an email folder, mm-hmm. where I put all of my VO auditions into one folder, and then all of my theatrical into another folder, and all of my commercial into another folder. So I I can go through and reference anything or whatever it is that I need to do or if there's a callback I can be like oh yeah blah 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 and I'll go look for my tape and mm-hmm. find the right outfit or whatever it is but I, I had to dig deep to figure out what it was and I was like oh yeah cool I'll do it I'm stoked I will do whatever they want me to do they want me to mocap I will motion capture it up they want me to just do voiceover I will just do that I will do anything <laughs> what a treat
0: yeah, fun. oh this is gonna yeah. be so fun okay I'm also consulting our notes right now because I want to make sure oh, yeah, yeah. that we cover everything.
1: Oh gosh, mm-hmm. I put a whole bunch. Okay, people at home should know we share a like an Apple note thing, mm-hmm. and to put stuff we want to talk about. And I feel like I added a whole ton of stuff. We have so many things that we've never actually talked about. So there's I know. there's we have a lot of a lot of. Uh, I would like to content. hit on a um COVID thing and that you oh, got uh-huh. your first shot. Oh gosh, yeah. So this is interesting. Yeah, I don't know how interesting it's gonna be for people at home. Well,
0: when we talked in April, you were really down about Canada's vaccination and it was feeling really slow, and you were like, Mm -hmm. I don't know when it's gonna
1: happen. So what happened? Because it was much faster. I'm still pretty down. No, okay. So what happened is, um, the Pfizer and Moderna super ass slow still. They're starting to pick up. Um, but they released the AstraZeneca shot, which is similar to Johnson and Johnson, like made mm-hmm. the same way, but it's a two shot thing that they've been, you know, it's from Oxford in the UK and Canada had bought a bunch. And so they released it to people 55 and older, and then they released it to people 40 and older. So it was like black market operations. I should tell people at home, I am 40. Ta-da, I <laughs> my age on Big. the podcast. <laughs> Big all over imdb thanks to somebody who put my age up so i had to just own it
0: um that's um, rude and also nobody cares because you look 25
1: so. <laughs> thank you i'm half filipino so that helps i think <laughs> um <laughs> but um oh we should talk about erica bream's post about age actually anyways going back to covid oh, yeah um so they released it to people 40 and up. So there were like, I think maybe 200,000 or something like that vaccines in British Columbia that you could get. And everyone, I was on like three different wait lists. You had to then basically go to this, there's a discord channel, which is sort of like a, I don't know, like a Reddit channel type thing. Mm-hmm. And people were posting random pharmacies that had open slots that you then had to try to book into. So I got myself and five other people like appointments just looking around being like go here go here like it was so intensely hard to find a spot so I was just like okay screw it I'm going and getting it you know there's like very 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 rare chance of side effects like the Johnson and Johnson Mm -hmm. right um but I was like you know what it's better to have some protection than none right now Um, but the the thing with BC is that we have no idea when when we can get a second vaccination still there's just, nobody knows anything. And now they're starting to get more Pfizer in. So I'm like, well, I could have waited for Pfizer had I known, but whatever. I'm partially vaccinated. I feel happy about that. I feel mm. some sense of relief, but it's, it's, it's just a little bit of a, um, I can I swear a lot about it, but so are you, know, you, are you going to have to
0: fight for your second appointment as well? How does that work? I don't know.
1: No one knows. Nobody no They gave you
0: no information about your second shot?
1: Because we don't know. We don't know when we're getting supply. So, and now they're looking into stuff in the UK where they're seeing if people who got the AstraZeneca as their first shot can actually get a Pfizer or Moderna. Wait, AstraZeneca as their first. Did I, did I say uh-huh. that? Yeah. Yeah. Looking to see whether they can get their Pfizer or Moderna as the second shot. And they're doing all these studies to see if that's actually a good option. Okay. Because there's less supply, but who knows? I don't know. If you can we're just get a big a mix weird ass pandemic. I know I mean, I'm like, it's we're going to have bionic so arms by the time this is all over.
0: I'm into it. I don't, I'm <laughs> completely down. You can, I'll take all the shots. I'm not someone who takes any medications, but like I've taken birth control. So I have the same amount of likelihood mm-hmm. of being hurt by any shots as that. So yeah. I'm super glad you got one.
1: That's me probably too. really frustrating
0: to wait. Was, was Barry able to get one?
1: That's her husband. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he went, he's 18 years older than me. So he went in the first
0: Great. round of
1: life shot situation, but yeah, it's hopefully we're going to get some sense of normalcy like the States is starting to get It's I feel hopeful. And I also yes. feel excited about, I mean, just having that extra level of protection being on set even. Cause I don't, I mean, I really don't go anywhere. I just pick up groceries and that's about mm-hmm. it. And then, Go to set when I book stuff, um, but just having that little peace of mind is is nice. So,
0: hundred percent. It I think it changes yeah. how people are showing up in the world. I mean, it's mm-hmm. because because so many people are vaccinated here and in my current circle. I have like dinner plans. Wow, twice this weekend and a book club. We're gonna meet in a park and like, I love it, share food. And like, it's very jarring to have stuff on your schedule. Uh, I, a part of me is like, I'm so excited. I'm going to like my friend who's having uh, a really small, like outdoor birthday dinner tonight at his house, uh, was like, it's very casual. And I was like, if you think I am wearing casual clothes after this last year, you have another <laughs> thing coming. I'm doing makeup. I'm put like, I'm doing it because I missed it and I'm really mm-hmm. excited, but it is also at the same time to have stuff on a schedule. It's like, uh, should I be writing down all the people I'm seeing? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Cause I right. only see, and I'm only seeing fully vaccinated people and still, because also it's LA and we're turning into summer. It's still 90% outdoors. Right. But it's still weird. I'm going home next weekend to see my parents for the first time in a long time. My whole Mm -hmm. family is going to be home together for the first time in two years.
1: Wow. They're
0: all fully vaccinated. It makes me want to cry just saying that out loud. Um, I know. And the fact that I book something that doesn't interrupt with it is just, it's, it feels like everything's happening, but it is a weird it's a weird adjustment and I think we're going to probably hear a lot about it over the next couple of months as people do, well, yeah. do that. Especially
1: like- not letting our guards down too because mm-hmm. it's all these variants that are really scary and you know you see what's happening in India and mind you obviously they're not the vaccinations aren't happening there but it still goes to show that we can't just pretend like it's not a thing you know yeah. it's who knows who knows we if anything goes to show the fact that we don't know what's around the next corner, I have to say that that's 2020 and 2021 in in, in that shell.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think that's why I'm super happy that a lot of places are still, uh, well, I'm happy that our union is is doubling up on their, you know, doubling down on the COVID protections. Like they're still mm-hmm. having people get tested, still doing all they can for sets. I believe it altered too for theatrical bookings that now you have to get tested every other day or every two days or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Wasn't that the case already?
0: Uh, it was every three days. Oh, okay. Oh, so
1: they're actually doing it more. Oh, so I believe,
0: I believe it's being updated to that. Don't take my word on this. Always do mm. your own research. But uh, my friend who's a producer, let me know she's has to do a lot more testing because of it and- I'm fine with that because Mm -hmm. of the fact that people are starting to venture out. Uh, It's been such, it's just just such a trip. The, I mean, not needing to wear masks outside to like walk my dogs. Mm -hmm. I, I, the first day I did it, I cried Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I go on five or six walks a day and I live on such busy streets in West Hollywood that there's never a moment where I don't pass someone. So I've worn a mask to walk my dogs nonstop and to not do it it feels like I'm leaving the house without my keys (laughs) yeah wow but it's it's uh it's a trip I'm really I am I am interested to see how we come back into a world of post-covid and Mm how it changes our socialization.
1: Yeah, and I don't think. Well, at least in Canada, we're not going to be in that world for quite some time. Still, like it's it's going to take a hot second. I think in LA, you're like like, Sam. You can fuck off right now. (laughs) No, no. I mean, it's it's just the the reality of the situation. Like Mm I, I honestly, I can't even see a, a world of post COVID right now. In in sort of my my view of what's ahead for the rest of the year you know like I usually come and visit LA three times a year I don't even think I I'm really not foreseeing getting down there until next year at all for a Mm -hmm. visit it's just there's just too many things that are messed up although hey you know if I somehow randomly booked a job that shot in LA I would be down there in a heartbeat. And then I would quarantine my butt off in Canada and I would do anything that they make me do to come back into the country. But <laughs> I mean, by the time you come down
0: here for whatever job you're going to book, which we're putting out into the universe right now, we're just going to mm-hmm. give shots for free at the airport. So like, maybe That's you good. could just get one, get like five, <laughs> you know what? I'll take one of each. I don't It's like, <laughs> It's like when you go to a bar when you're 21 and they're like, "What do you drink?" and you're like, "Yes, <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so all." Of this, it's, it, what do they call them, like adios, motherfuckers? And you just like put everything, oh. in. <laughs>
0: uh, or like a, 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 a Long Island iced tea that's like just a yeah, pour oh, yeah. every. Just oh all this, god, ugh. I used to waitress at Hula Hands and we made oh, those Long Islands. They were just like it was like 30 ounces of just booze and they were like $6. Oh <laughs>
1: Just,
0: man. I know, you know, we're old cause we're cringing with how Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. oh, this was a, this was really good. Should we, should we close out here and take some Q and A's for our episode later this week? Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. It. Um, so guys, this is where we'll wrap this bonus episode, but tune in later this week because we will have uh Q&A from OBA, which Helena came up with last time, and we'll answer <laughs> some of your guys' questions. So thank you so much for being here. This was such a nice chat with you. Thank you, Sam. You guys, we'll talk to you in just a bit. Hey, guys. Real quick before you go, I just wanted to touch base with you about the Working Actor Workshop. I have culminated about a year and a half worth of coachings at online schools and coaching private clients, talking to people on the podcast, my own life experiences along with many of the actors I know, and I have created the Working Actor Workshop to combine all of the struggles and questions and fears of the beginnings of our career and hopefully squash as many of them as possible. I want to answer all of the questions about finances and side jobs. How do you find your branding? When do you look for reps? How do you even get your foot in the door? Should you be networking? What even is networking? I wanna help you guys all navigate this landscape these workshops are going on almost every Saturday in June, and they're almost half sold out at this point. So I highly recommend you guys check them out. OneBrokeActress.com slash workshops is where all the information lives. You can always email me, OneBrokeActress at gmail.com, if you're not sure if this workshop is right for you. I don't think it's for everyone. I think it's for a certain time in your career, and I am super happy to guide you in as much of a way as I possibly can. Also, if you know someone that this is right for, maybe it's not right for you but your sister is graduating college with a theater degree or your cousin is getting excited to move to los angeles i want to meet them please send them my way thank you guys so much for listening and you know i will talk to you very soon